I don't want to keep you long. I know that many of you have some things you want to do today, but I do want to share from Luke chapter 2 for a few minutes the message titled Coping with Christmas. An old pioneer traveling across the United States many years ago came to what we now call the Grand Canyon. As he came to that particular spot, he gawked at the site before him. If you have been there, you know what it looks like, a chasm that is literally one mile deep. It's 18 miles across and more than 100 miles long. As that old pioneer stood at the edge of the canyon, he gasped and he said, something must have happened here. I think of that when I think of Christmas, if somebody were coming from another planet and they were to look at all of the lights and all of the trees and all of the gift wrappings and all of the hustle and bustle of this season, surely they would say, as he said, something must have happened here. And indeed, something did happen here. Almost 2,000 years ago, when God became man and was born of a virgin in a stable in Bethlehem. In West Germany, shortly after color television came into being, officials in one of the cities of West Germany received an angry note from a couple who complained that they were still receiving their pictures in black and white. The officials tactfully replied that it was necessary to have a color set in order to receive colored pictures. They evidently did not know that. How easily this can happen with Christmas. Cards to be sent and to be received, gift lists to finalize, parties, homecomings, meals to fix, company to entertain. If that's the only meaning of Christmas, then it's much like receiving black and white pictures when color is available. Christmas is much more than that. And I believe we cannot afford a Christmas without color. I believe with all of my heart we need a Christmas that has color with it in 1983. With the state of the world and the malnutrition of the inner man that we see all around us, I make this declaration today. We cannot afford a Christmas without color. We need to do what Jesus intimated when he spoke to his followers in Matthew chapter 10. We need to receive Christmas like a child. We need to receive what is being transmitted today as a child receives light. Whosoever does not receive the kingdom of God, he said, like a child, shall not enter it. 
What Jesus meant was there is a marked correlation between the spirit of a child and the spirit of authentic religious experience. He set a child in the midst of the temple and he said, become as a little child or as little children. I think that's what we need to do today as we come to Christmas worship, to become as little children who have eyes for all of the color and all of the excitement and all the marvel of Christmas. Children have no image to project either. Their lives are marked by spontaneity, unpredictability. My little grandson, Nathan, over in San Jose, uh, my son told me was wanting to fiddle with the candles on the piano. He wanted to get up and play with them all the time, and his mommy said, Nathan, no, you don't touch the candles on the piano. He started walking toward the door, and he said, okay, me leave then. <laughs> if he wasn't going to be loved there, he might as well hit the road. He's two and a half. Their spontaneity, their unpredictability, there's something marvelous about it, and people write books about it. They wear their hearts on their sleeves, and they're not afraid to use their sleeves either. Children are marvelous. They're wonderful. I had a little fellow walk out of the church some time ago. He looked up at me as his mother stood being introduced to me by a regular member of the church. It was their first time in service with us, and I think he was about eight years old. That would be my guess. And he looked up at me and he said in a very loud voice, you sure do yell good. <laughs> and his mother liked to sink into the floor. She just was totally taken back by her little boy's response. Thought I'd never want to talk to her again. But I laughed and I thought it was terrific. They're so transparent. They're so open. They're so honest and uninhibited. It's, it's something of this that Jesus wishes us to experience at Christmas. See, it's just like that. You never know what they're going to do. He's probably going to get a Christmas present. One little fellow was in that kind of a position, and his mother started carrying him out. He yelled, pray for me, she's going to kill me. <laughs> you see, as we grow older, we think we have an image to protect, and we can't get involved like little kids get involved. I'm a college graduate, somebody says, and college graduates don't get excited about God. You have to play it real cool. I'm a businessman, and businessmen aren't supposed to depend on prayer. 
or I'm a military man, and military men are supposed to be tough. They don't dare shed a tear. And I see this one a lot with teenagers. I'm a teenager, and teenagers are supposed to be bored by church. You see, we can't be like a little child and wear our heart on our sleeves because we have to live up to some kind of an image. But at the birth of Jesus Christ, reactions were unrestrained. I don't know if it hit you as we read that this morning, but angels sang, shepherds ran, wise men rode, Herod raged, Joseph and Mary marveled. And all kinds of emotions were loosed and expressed at the birth of Jesus Christ. How do you cope with Christmas? You become like a child again. You allow Christmas to captivate your heart and captivate your attention, captivate your mind, captivate your spirit until it becomes alive. Jesus is not a figure of history. He's a real person. He's a Savior. He's wonderful, the Almighty God. He's the Counselor. He's the ever-present one, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's everything that we need in this life and in the life to come. We ought to just explode with excitement at this wonderful time of the year because of he whose birth we celebrate. Don't be inhibited. Let loose. Let loose. And let the joy of Jesus Christ come in living color. I remember going to a baseball game with a choir that I was the head of years ago from the Northwest. We were in New York City. Most of these kids hadn't been out of the state of Washington. So we had an evening that we were not involved in a concert, and I took them all to a Mets baseball game. The interesting thing about that was that it went extra innings. In fact, it went 18 innings, and it was after midnight, and do you think I could get those kids to leave that ballpark? Not on your life. Most of them had never been to a ball game before. I'd been to several big league ballparks and big league ball games, and I was anxious to kind of get this thing on its way. I had 70 kids on my hands, and they didn't want to leave. Man, every pitch, every play was a big thing to them. Their excitement reminded me to live each experience as it comes and not to get so used to life that you forget the joy and the beauty and the magnificence that life brings to us. You may have had 75 Christmases. I hope this one isn't dull. I hope this one is not in black and white. It needs to be in living color. You need to live this experience all over again as though it were your first one. Jesus came to this earth. Jesus came to redeem us. Jesus came to die for us. That ought to excite us. We're not dying. We're living, and we shall live forever because he came. That's living color. I learned something from those kids. Take every experience as it comes. Then another thing I love about children is that 
They believe in miracles. A miracle is nothing more than an event ahead of explanation. An event ahead of explanation. Children have a way of accepting the event without having first an explanation of the event. When Moses saw the burning bush, he turned aside to see. When shepherds got the word of the nativity of Christ, they said, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord hath made known to us. Christmas in living color is accepting the facts before you can explain them. A virgin with child. An engaged man accepting his fiancée's pregnancy. A new star in the heavens. The taxing in Bethlehem of Judea. The angelic visitors. Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child cannot enter it, Jesus said. Can we not accept the event before the explanation of the event? Can we not be like a child who takes Christmas because Christmas is there in front of him? He doesn't need an explanation of it. It's beautiful. It's glorious in its beauty and its color. And he takes it without an explanation of it. That comes later. That's the problem with growing old. We have to have things explained to us. We have to have every little detail outlined for us. And while we're looking for every little detail, we miss the wonder and the glory of the event that's happening in front of our very eyes. Do we have a problem with a virgin with child? How can you explain it other than a miracle? The Holy Spirit planted the seed in the womb of Mary. Is that not enough? A child will receive that as an explanation. Do we have a problem accepting that new star in the heavens? During the Second World War, a little fellow was walking down the street with his daddy, and he kept seeing these stars in the windows of homes, and he asked his father what those stars were all about. And he said, that means that they have a son in that home who is in the service, and they're fighting for their country. They went on, it became night, and he looked up and he saw the stars in the sky, and he said, Daddy, look, God must have a son who's fighting in the war also. Yes, he does. And that's the miracle of Christmas. Do we have a hard time accepting it? Pastor Allen said after we read the scripture this morning, it's the greatest short story ever told. Fourteen verses is all that we need to get the whole impact if we're willing as a child to receive it and open our hearts to it. Do we need a theologian to come here and explain every little detail of it? I hope not. That's black and white. 
I want it in living color today. A virgin conceived by the Holy Ghost. A star shone in the heavens that Joseph was willing to help Mary as she bore this son and marry her and be an instrument in the hands of God to raise this special son, Joseph's son, but God's son also. Familiarity is a big enemy. The burden of worldly care keeps us shut out from the glory, the wonder, and the color of God. We need a new translation of the story today, perhaps. We need a new revelation from God so that the lights turn on and the color comes to us again. And perhaps when we go home today, we can have a moment of quiet. We could turn on the radio that's playing the carols and we can sit alone or lie on the floor alone and hear those carols and let the wonder of it seep through all of the busyness and all of the disappointment that may have come and we can let Jesus become the color and we can let Jesus become the miracle and the wonder of Christmas to us again and not have to depend upon a thing or an event but Him, He Himself who is Christmas. We can't lose sight of it. Christ came into the world to save sinners. Let's not try to analyze or systematize what he came to do. It makes no sense unless and until he is born in you. And then the lights come on and the glory shines forth. Children see the color of it. Children see the beauty of it, the simplicity of it. Do you? That's the miracle that's needed today. And that's how to cope with Christmas. To have the lights come on in you again. He wasn't a Scrooge. He was a very looked up to man in the community a good provider, a good husband. But on Christmas Eve, he said to his wife, I'm not going to go to Christmas Eve service with you. He said, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I, I really don't believe in this story anyway. He said, I'll just stay home and I'll wait till you return. His wife drove off through the snow to service in their church on Christmas Eve. As he sat alone in his home, he heard a strange pounding noise. Could not understand what that was, and he went to the window to look out, and through the storm, he saw a large group of birds trying to escape the blizzard, and they were pounding on his porch, their wings, trying to huddle together near his door to keep warm and to escape the onslaught of the storm. He thought, I've got to help those birds or they'll die by morning. He put his galoshes on, his overcoat on, and he had an idea. He said, I'll go out to the barn and I'll open the door of the barn and I'll 
entice the birds to come into the barn and they can be safe and warm in the barn. So he went out and he endeavored to do that, but the birds would not come toward him. They were afraid of him. He even put feed along the ground thinking they would follow it into the barn, but they wanted nothing to do with him. He was a creature that they could not understand and they refused to follow his invitation into the barn. He said to himself, how in the world can I get those birds to understand that I'm not going to hurt them, but I want to help them? And it came to him, I know I would have to become like a bird. I would have to become one of them for them to understand what it is that I want to do for them. And as that thought came to his mind, he heard the church bells ring in the distance. And it was like the hand of God that came down over his head as God spoke to his heart and said, that's just the way it is with my son Jesus. How was it that we were to get through to a sinful generation, to a people who had everything else on their minds? God would have to become a man. God would have to come down and dwell where they dwelt and lived where they would live and become as they were in order to communicate to them. And as that hit his mind and his consciousness, he slipped to his knees in the barn and he said, Oh, Jesus, forgive me for my unbelief. I receive you this day into my heart. I know that you came to this world that you might be like I am, and then that I might be like you are, a son of God, ready for eternity. That's Christmas in living color. Children receive it openly, readily, quickly. And they see it in living color. Will you become like a child today and let Christmas explode in your heart and in your mind once again? The Gospel of John begins with the miracle of Christmas. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads in prayer, please. God, our Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank you for this wonderful Christmas day. Let the wonder of it catch hold of us now. Let the miracle of it capture us just now. Let us be like a child again. Having the event even before the explanation of it, not having to have every T crossed, every I dotted, just taking it by faith. God became flesh and dwelt among us. Let the miracle of new birth happen today in those that have not received God's free gift. What a day to be born again, Christmas Day. Let it happen just now as we are bowed in prayer. While our heads are bowed and not seeking to embarrass anyone,